Welcome to a couple of Rad Techs podcasts where we bring you an inside look at the world of radiology from the unique perspective of a married couple of radiologic technologists. Together, we have years of experience, exactly 30 years in the field, and we are here to demystify the science of medical imaging. Radiology is the unsung hero of the medical field, providing doctors with crucial images and information that help diagnose and treat illnesses. Join us as we explore the latest techniques, technologies, and innovations in radiology and discover the vital role we play in the healthcare industry. So come along for the ride as we share our passion for radiology as a married couple. So hello, everyone. Today, we have an amazing guest again. We have John Clayton of John Clayton Academy. I will tell you just a little bit about John, and I'm going to let John really do that. But John is a coach, mental health. He's a behavioral development specialist, and he has an amazing academy, John Clayton Academy, that really helps people transform their behavior, and he coaches them and trains them through it. Mental health has so much stigma that I really wanted John to come on. We had a nice conversation over a Zoom meeting, and I really felt he would be amazing for the audience to be able to see how people can transform their behavior and how mental health doesn't have to have a stigma. So welcome to the program. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. So good to have you. So I know I just gave this detailed description of you and your academy, but can you tell the audience, you know, who are you? You know, what is it that your academy does and what is it that the audience should know? Yes, well, I'm a man of mystery. I'm just joking. (laughs) Yeah, well, I've been involved in mental health and uh, personal professional development for some years now, probably around 12 years. And I've coached and helped people with mental health problems um, on a face-to-face basis, where people have all sorts of challenging uh, situations, uh, emotionally and behaviorally. And uh, so initially, I started seeing people on a one-to-one basis, helping people go through their problems and identify the root causes and ultimately changing and transforming their lives. Also, as well, though, in addition, I also go into companies uh, where I help uh, change the behaviour of its people, of its culture, and make them understand better about themselves on how they can produce better behaviour, more more resourceful behaviour for more positive, desirable outcomes. So essentially, that's what I've been doing over the past uh, over the past twelve months, and it's really worked well. Obviously, in current times, as you know well, um, things have had to change uh, globally, and everything going crazy. But what I decided to do just over a year ago is really take uh, my organisation and, and all my skills and knowledge. I wanted to go globally, and out of this challenging situation we're all in. It's enabled me to, to, to expand my services and help people more on a global scale as opposed to just, you know, in a, in a city or, or in a country. So in, in some respects, that's really helped me. That's the positive thing out of it when I decided to build and set up an a online academy, which I guess we'll talk about soon, uh, where I can now help people more on a global scale. You know, so that's where I am at the moment. That's one of the beautiful things about, you know, the situation that we're in. I think a lot of us have realized that our businesses that were local, at least for me, I can speak from my own standpoint, you know, but it sounds like you as well, that now your business can be more global without you having to hop on a plane, you know, and see individual or get in your car and drive to an individual client's house. You know, this has made things a lot more global for business and for reaching those people that are in need. Someone in Bali 
Molly may have wanted to come to your academy and, you know, what a long, expensive flight that would be for either one of you. So now you can do it virtually. So having this type of academy is amazing. I know with my health coaching, it is just really like I have clients and my clients can see me while they're on vacation. Like it's amazing the reach you have when technology is introduced, right? Absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, it has been a challenging time globally, and uh, you know, for various reasons. And um, you know, I always I'm a big believer in challenging times. There are opportunities. What we have to do is is focus that and, and fine tune those opportunities. So you know, when things do happen, either personally or globally, when we do get challenging situations, you know, if we look close enough. There are always opportunities born out of challenge. And if you look historically, you know, uh, successful people realize that, you know, lots of people tend to not focus on that aspect and then they become stuck. Whereas ourselves, we look for opportunities in that. And, you know, I dare say we wouldn't be actually having this discussion now if it wasn't for the, the, the challenges we've had over the past 12, 13, 14 months. And as you quite rightly said as well, you know, lots of my business involved in lots of travel to the Middle East, where I used to do uh, trainings at least once a month. So it was backwards and forwards. And I still love that. And at some point, I hope I can still do that. Right. But what it's given me, it's given me the flexibility. And now I'm talking to people from all over the world, from four corners of the world. So, you know, I think that's a big lesson for me in particular. You know, we can sit back and let things happen and let that external event controllers or we can sit up stand up and we become the controllers of our own destiny you know i love it and you talk about opportunities out of challenges i think you know i was just trying to think of one and i mean several have come to mind not only for myself but for clients that i've helped you know i think of one client she was a physical therapist and she came to me to help her in her health journey. Well, after we got her all, you know, she did the hard work. I just was there to kind of assist her, but we got her to where she wanted health-wise. She's no longer in physical therapy. She started a whole new business because she knew once she got a little healthier, she didn't want to go back into, she had an immune, a compromised immune system. She needed to pivot and figure out another way. She could have just said, oh, no. You know, I'm not going to be able to do this, but she wanted to work. Her brain was all the synapses in her brain. They were just firing because now she's healthier. So her brain is like clicking. She's wanting to be creative. And now she has this booming productivity business that who would have thought like that was even a business? And she's yes. even shocked. So filled up. And this business has not even been going for a year. So proud yeah. of her, you know, but that just goes to what you say. You know, it's all in our outlook. And that's, I guess, what you do for your clients is when you talk about mental health, things that challenges come in for all of us. None of us are immune to challenges. So I, have to, I think that's it. Yeah, then it can play on our mental health. So talk more to that because I think there's such a stigma on mental health. People think, oh, you have to be, if something's, when you say mental health, that means you've had a nervous breakdown or you had some, you need to be on medication. From day to day, our mental health is not the same every day. I mean, nobody's mental health is the same every day. And don't throw on top of that challenges that we all have to face. You know, and their hormonal imbalances, the list can go on and on. I could keep talking about things that mess your mental health up, but stop me and you go ahead and tell us. I think you've made some tremendous uh, points there. I mean, you know, one more thing I will say in this pandemic, we've had you know as you've said it's 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 kind of easy to sit there and just say okay what am I going to do you know we've heard in situations where in our lifetime we've never experienced it the lockdown I mean lockdown what, what's that 
and we've had to consciously change things ourselves. And and I'm you know and I'm not infallible of it. You know, I had to really dig deep and think, okay, what am I going to do? And I get asked this question all the time. You know, what can we do in terms of being in a in a new or a different situation, and how can it have a more of a positive effect on my life as opposed to seriously affecting mental health. So one of the key things I always say to people is that there's two things you've really got to do. I think one thing you've got to do is change your perception. I think you've really got to change your perception on life. When you get situations, you know, this will not be the first and last challenge we get globally or individually. So we've got to change our perception on challenges. And the second thing we've really got to do as well is change our belief, change our belief system in how we can approach things differently. What can we do differently? How can we move uh, in a certain direction where it doesn't necessarily, you know, life isn't just like going like that. I know you know it's not about going up exponentially. We wish it would. And our minds, our ego minds tricks us into thinking that life has got to be like that for us to be happy. Mm. Well, you know that reality isn't quite like that. We go like that. What we've got to do is we've got to, although it's going like that, it's like a roller coaster, we've got to move exponentially. So the way we do that is change our perception, change our beliefs, and do things differently. You know, what I did in the early days of, of the pandemic is focus on new things what I didn't know, learn new things, learn different learn different skills, learn things what I wouldn't normally do and take myself out of that comfort zone. I mean, since then, I've learned how to play chess, albeit a very a beginner, I might add, I'll admit in case anybody tries to challenge me. And, you know, recently I've been helping a friend of mine handcraft, handmake a a lamp out of wood. Now, what does that mean? And how is that kind of relevant to what we're talking about? What it really means is that we've got to take this opportunity to to do things we wouldn't normally do and take that as an advantage as opposed to a negative and a a setback. And just a, a final point on what you've said about mental health. It isn't just about somebody having a nervous breakdown or having a severe depression. You know, it's about, you know, how do we control our emotions from moment to moment, from day to day? As I mentioned, what we have to do is really think about our perception. Because our, if you change the perception, you change your life. Yes. And I think, in essence, all that sounds a little bit abstract, and I appreciate that. The reality is if we can change that perception, then our life starts to improve on a, on a very dramatic scale as well. As your client, you, you talked about the compromised immune system. So we're always going to get challenges. It's just how we look at it, how we can, how we can change that to our advantage. Yeah, I think per- perception is huge because everybody can be faced with the same thing, but how you perceive it is from person to person. And you talked about perception and belief. You know, you can take like the two of us, if the same situation happened, we're going to have the different perceptions and a yes. different belief, you know, which will determine our outcome. So how does John Clayton Academy, I love your tagline. You want to help you. You want to help people to grow, develop and learn. That yes. is so pertinent in because perception, the, all of those things, I feel you could correct me if I'm wrong. People's perception of things is all, you know, formulated from early on, you know, how we grow up our life experiences, what we're exposed to not, and what we're not exposed to all has a bearing on our perception of things. 
our belief, whether we can do it. Some people believe they can be an astronaut. They've never done anything close to it, but they honestly believe they can do it. Something in their life early on helped them to believe that if they worked hard enough for it, if they if they want to do it, they can do it. I grew up with a mother that told me, you can do whatever you want to do. You can do it. It doesn't mean you're going to be successful or good at it, but... <laughs> You know, you can do whatever you want. Just, you know, try it. And no, never hurt anybody. So my perception of things and my belief is the worst thing that can happen is someone says no, that I can't do it. And then I'll just figure out another way around. You know, if I really, really want to do it, that's me. But I have a lot yes. of friends that is not them. So their perception and their belief, they didn't grow up hearing, try it. The worst thing, no, never killed anybody. That's no, my, no. no, it's never killed anybody. I've been told no a lot and I'm still alive. So, you know, how do you guys help people with their perception and their belief? when they've grown up environments that you just don't know and they haven't revealed to you that why I respond or don't respond emotionally. Yes, I love that. No, never killed anybody. I love that. And it's something I'm going to use. Uh, so with your permission, I will, I'll use that. I'll, I'll make it a yourself. Well, I got you it from go. my mom and I'm sure she, she got it from <laughs> And <laughs> um, no, it, it's a great thing. I think one of the things you've really got to uh, think about, it's about awareness and a deeper understanding of yourself and a higher consciousness. Now, when I say higher consciousness, it doesn't mean to say you have to go on a, meditate, a meditation retreat for 60 days. You can do. Personally, I think that's fantastic. But it, sometimes people misunderstand that. I think what you've really got to do is, is think about the, the consciousness on how you got there in the first place. And, you know, it's a well-known fact now that, you know, when, when we're born, we're born literally with a blank canvas. So all the information what gets told directly to us, all the information we hear as children, you know, they, they say between one and seven is the imprint period where we're like sponges. And we're like clean computers where everything in our environment gets we download it. Now, of course, we download some good stuff, right. but unfortunately, the human mind and the ego is very good at downloading the not-so-good stuff. So I think the first thing you've got to do is have an, uh, an awareness. Uh, you know, my definition of, of intelligence is actually consciousness and an awareness about the self and the world around you, how you grew up and how you got to where you are in life. That's number one. I suppose number two as well is take responsibility. We have to take responsibility and let go of this victimize. Your, your ego is very good tapping you on the shoulder and saying, oh, you're such a victim. You can't change and blah, 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 blah. And as you know, that becomes a limiting belief. So we've got to really think about who's in control here. You know, is it ourselves or is it the environment we once had when we were children? And once we identify that, once we accept that, yes, I am responsible for everything uh, in my life, and it's not about blame. There's a big difference between blaming yourself and accepting responsibility. If you pretend for two weeks that everything in your life, that you're responsible, if you pretend for two weeks, watch what happens. Watch what happens to your life because you'll make fundamental changes. So once you've identified all that, you've then got to then think to yourself, okay, so that was the past, but this is now. This is the present. This is what I can do now. And that's where when, when we've identified things, when we've acknowledged that things in our environment is who we've come for that moment, then we've got to start making profound changes. Then we've got to start to acknowledge that perception change. And the way you do that is you start to reprogram your mind. You've got to reprogram your mind and focus on what you can do as opposed to what you can't do. It's a very powerful thing when you change your perception, when you acknowledge your behavior, that whatever didn't serve you in the past, you need to flip that around and turn that 
you know, flip that on its head and start focusing on what you can do by reprogramming. You came up with a, a great thing about your upbringing, your environment was that it was a can-do philosophy. Mm-hmm. Whereas my perception, and this is where we talked about different perceptions, yeah. my upbringing was cannot do philosophy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so my education was as a child was, wasn't as valued as, right. as opposed to somebody else's. So when I was growing up, my living to police was I can't learn. I've got dyslexia. I'm not going to really achieve too much in my life. I'll just get by, of course, blah, blah, blah. But as I got older and got more aware and more conscientious, I started to make those changes, fundamental changes. Now, I'm doing things now where I wouldn't have dreamed of when I was, say, 10 years old. Yeah. So you've got to really – and it's about ego change. You've got to realize when your ego is playing tricks on you. And once you do that, you'll make fundamental changes. Feeling like a popsicle in the hospital? Well, ditch the hospital chills. Scrubmates, a base layer designed by a healthcare professional, understands the struggles of staying warm. Keep yourself toasty and your valuables secure with convenient zipper pockets. Support a small female-owned business and try Scrubmates today. You'll get 15% off your order using my code, RADTEX, at checkout. Thanks, Scrubmates, for bringing us this episode of a couple of RADTEX podcasts. Now let's get into the episode. I love it. I love, you know, and who would have known that we come from polar opposites of being, and that's what the beauty of things that I feel is that people may feel that, oh, I came from this background or this is how I was raised. No, you can make the changes, but it's no harm in getting help from people like yourself, like me. You know, I, I grew up never knowing there was something called a health coach. I never knew there was something called a life coach. Honestly, I just knew you go to the doctor when you're sick and that's about it. You know, who knew all of these coaches? And I just feel like if people ask the question sometimes, are there too many coaches or too many? I don't feel like it is. I feel that you have a lot of doctors and they each one is different. You know, I'm not going to go to every cardiologist because they're, they're all different. When it comes to surgeons, you know, every surgeon is not the same. You can have 50,000 surgeons, but I'm telling you, there's one that's specifically for you and for what you need, you know, and that's how I feel. You know, it just depends on the person, the attachment, how you feel. Can they help you? There's someone for everyone. And I always encourage people, if you're not sure what, you know, a mental health coach is, a behavior development specialist is, a health coach is, reach out to a few of them and just kind of pick their brains and, you know, listen to conversations that John and I are having because, you know, we are here to coach you through. I get a lot of clients from dietitians and nutritionists and doctors, and they have this long list of stuff they're supposed to eat. And they have a detailed, like they have everything together, what they're supposed to eat, the meals all included everything. And they can't put it into action. They cannot figure out what do I do with all this information? And they come to me and in two months, they're getting results that the doctor hadn't been able to help them get, you know, in years. And the dietitian's like, oh my goodness, I'm glad you finally put that together, you know, but that's where coaches come in. You know, I just feel so strongly about coaches in your life and having the right coach as well. Someone that can help you not only gather information and just let you talk, but they help, they listen to you talk and listen to you, but they also help you to make the actionable steps because, and we have no skin in the game. I I love to tell my clients, you know, 
I'm seriously a neutral party. You know, I, I'm here to help you. I I don't know any backstories. I, you know, I, I'm here to help you get where you want to go. And I think, you know, as a behavioral development specialist, you come from the same part, portion, right? Perfect. Uh, absolutely. You know, and it's funny, you know, you said about, you know, people require different things from different people. You know, and I always believe we don't live in a one glove fits all society. We live in a, a multi-perspective society where it's weird and wonderful and with different colors and all that. That's how I see life. So, so you've got to find somebody who matches your philosophy, but you've also got to find somebody who can not only feel relaxed with, but somebody who maybe, maybe start to challenge you more than you once previously. And I think that's what it is. It's about challenging it's about you know break you know the words of the face out you know your comfort zone you know that that's a, a really popular word now and and i think it should be because i think yeah. it, life is about breaking out of your comfort zone but the problem i have is is when people get told you must break out of your comfort zone how right how how do i do that and yeah. that's the key ingredients it's that how and sometimes it's that missing link and somebody comes to yourself with that missing link or that little gap and then, of course, you fill that gap and away they go. And, you know, and I have clients, you know, I've had some clients where they've come to me in extreme circumstances. I mean, I could tell you and you would just be like, wow, you know, with suicide and being sectioned in psychiatric units. Uh, this is one person, you know, anorexia, accountability of, of different things. And I'll tell you one thing, and it blew my mind is she'd seen uh, psychiatrists and mental health teams for about 18 months. She was on the verges of losing her kids, her home. She lost her job. She'd been sexually abused in a matter of, I think, about six months. And she had past traumatic experience as well growing up. And uh, she was in not great shape. I mean, she was in real... And she had schizophrenia attendances as well on top of that. And I remember sitting, she was sat in front of me. and She was in tears. I mean, she was in distress. And I remember just saying to her, you know, everything's going to be okay. And you know, she stopped crying. She looked up to me and she said, really? Yes, really. What did I do? Well, the only thing I did is transferred my positive belief system onto her and her conscious mind has this great ability on producing behavior when the coach or the therapist genuinely projects that positive can-do philosophy and as simple as that might sound, it didn't change her life in a heartbeat. Right. What it did, it stabilized her and make her believe, hang on, there's another way of doing things here. And the way I did things I did you know, for 18 months clearly didn't work. But now just having that positive transference, that positive projection onto herself, it completely changed things. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. That is huge because the way you described that, I had a visual in my head as you were talking because 20 years I have been in the field of MRI in the hospital that, you know, that's what I went to school for. That's what I, well, several radiology is what I went to school for, but wow. MRI is what I've done for years. And I don't know if you've ever had an MRI, but majority everyone is claustrophobic when they come for the MRI. Yes. And I worked in brain research for a long time. So we did research on people with schizophrenia, you know, any kind of brain. It was usually, you know, we had grants for schizophrenia, bipolar, Asperger's, autism, anything brain related. We did those grants. And that was a totally different from when I came out of the hospital having to bring the situation down from, you know, 
at a 10, get it down to a one when people freak out, you know, and have their episodes getting with the claustrophobia in those machines. It was a whole nother level in this research facility where people had things like schizophrenia and bipolar or the two together, plus the medications and put that on top of the, you know, the MR scan, which was scary to them and they couldn't be medicated to get it, you know, because of their condition. So they had to try to do mind over matter. That just did not work. So I had to pull out all the tricks in the bag. You know, <laughs> one thing that I found is what you just said. The practitioner has to keep a calm level and help the person to come back to, if I'm saying it right, I mean, you can correct me, but this is in no, my language. No, yeah. You can help people that way. And I think it takes a really, I don't know the word, but a special person to be able to do that. Because when someone is in an episode like that, and if you've ever seen anyone like that in the audience, you know, those that are you that are listening, it's something that I've seen medicine not even be able to calm people down when they anxiety gets to that level. Because imagine how your body naturally prepares itself when there's danger to it. You know, your cortisone levels shoot up and adrenaline. And if you're already it's, chemically imbalanced, it's not that easy to come back down. So it's challenging. It it's, really it's is challenging, challenging for most people, but especially, you know, your heart goes out to people, you know, who are in those situations. And yeah. it takes a special person. So I love that your academy, John, you know, really focuses on helping people to learn ways to manage and balance because you're not going to always be there. You know, I'm not going to always be there, but being that type of balance for people teaches them and helps them to see that this is another way to manage what yes. you're doing, you know, on a daily basis. These are other options and this is how you put it into practice and do it. So I love, love this. Let me round out this conversation with a little bit of fun. This has been a great conversation. Now you moved from the UK to Mexico. I love Mexico. I have several friends that live in Mexico. Pre-pandemic, I was in Pachuca. I was in Cancun. I was in Guanajuato, Leon, everywhere where my friends live. That was my excuse to be in Mexico because they live there. So, you know, I love, love traveling. What made you uproot and come to Mexico and how much do you love it? It's a great, I love this. So I met, uh, I met my girlfriend who's Mexican and the plan was to, was to go over at some point uh, in the future. And it was a really funny time actually because at the time I was wondering, okay, when is this going to happen, so to speak? And what happened was very coincidental. You know, it was like the universe reaching out to me and, and sending me out, sending me messages. And what, what happened was, is that I got offered a, a job in Mexico at the same time. And that was one of the things where it was a motivation to actually go there as well. And I got a job offer uh, from a financial advisory firm in Mexico. So that was really all I needed, the, the motivation to get there. So, so it was with my girlfriend and also finding this job opportunity, which I'd been uh, offered before, but in a different country. Uh, but this just, it, it felt right at that particular time. So that was, in a nutshell, what happened. And it was really, really funny and really, really highly, you know, coincidental at that time. So that's what I did. And then I was living in, living in Mexico City. And I was going to Quedetra on the weekends and uh, working in the week and everything else. And then because of the pandemic and everything else started, that changed everything in, in like a heartbeat. Mm. So that made me do things differently, as we talked about earlier in the program. And 
what that did is then change my, go back to my original profession, which is what I'm doing now, but then move to Canetro. So it all happened nicely and it's like things happen for a reason. And I'm very happy about that, actually. I know you are enjoying Mexico. Oh my goodness. My friend's parents just moved back from, oh, I can't remember the, it's a beach area. I cannot remember the name of it right now. It just slipped my mind because yes. they, their grandkids were graduating high school and going off to college. So she wanted to come back closer. I'm like, I don't know if I would have left, but they plan on once this last one goes to college, they plan on moving back to Mexico. So uh, yes, yeah. Mexico is beautiful. And if, if no one's been there, um, I highly recommend going. The food, the people are just magnificent on a different level. And yeah. uh, and as you know, the, the place, the beaches, the nature, oh, it's remarkable, you know. And I strongly, I strongly recommend it to anybody, you know. And Quereto, incidentally, is, is, is a fabulous place to live. It's, oh, so, wow. it's such a nice place. It really is. And, uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. And, uh and hopefully my girlfriend's happy I'm here as well. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, you're still there, so she's still around. So I think she is. I think people yes. want her over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you so much, John. And everyone, please check John Clayton Academy out. You can find his LinkedIn information there as well. And it's been a pleasure having this conversation again with you and now being able to share it with my audience. So thank you so much, John. Likewise, Shondria. Likewise, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for if you are listening to the replay, if you are listening on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. This is just one of the many free resources I offer to my clients to dump unhealthy habits and begin living. Be sure to visit my website for more free resources and health coaching. Again, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others so they can join the Let's Chit Chat podcast. Have a great day, you guys. See you next episode.